and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to, to mature manhood, to measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, with each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. What's the biggest project you've ever been involved in? Maybe that tower you built out of Lego just the other day, Tim. Maybe that loft conversion you were thinking of and organized. Maybe that building project. Maybe the business deal that you were part of. Hopefully we've seen over the last few weeks, the reality is the biggest project you could ever be involved in in the universe is this. The church, the biggest project you could ever be involved in. Just flick with me to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10. Paul has been reminding the Ephesian church of God's plan for all time to unite all things in Christ. And he's been explaining how it happens as all sorts of people trust Jesus and become part of the building project. Or, 3 verse 10, so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. The universal church, God's people all across history and the world, is like God's firework display of wisdom and glory. And Grace Church Dulwich, little tiny Grace Church Dulwich, we are a local expression of that universal church, part of God's enormous building project. We display the glory of God to the watching world. And we saw last week our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ, to build up followers of Jesus so they're strengthened to live for him and to reach out inviting others to be Jesus' disciples themselves. So that through us, God is building his church. There is nothing bigger you could ever be a part of. If you're curious about Christian things, maybe you think the church looks a bit messy and unimpressive, and in lots of ways you're right, but this is God's project. Take a good look. And if you're a follower of Jesus, whether you're two or 82 you are in on it you're part of things so what should our involvement in the church look like or more specifically this morning how do we walk into church given what this gathering is as i walk in the door as i log in online what am i thinking what's my attitude to be what am i here for what's my role we're going to seek to answer all those questions by answering one big question. 
this people God is building, the church? How does it grow? How does the church grow? And as we answer that, we'll see how we can play our part on a Sunday morning. And I'm sure you'll think of implications for how you can be involved in the life of the church day to day, day, week by week as well. So we're in Ephesians 4, 11 to 16. And I want us to see how Paul says the church grows. I think we can summarize it like this. The church grows as pastors equip the saints so the saints can build up the body. The church grows as pastors equip the saints so the saints can build up the body. We're going to explore those two parts and we'll stop off along the way to think about implications for how we walk in or log in to church. So firstly, pastors equip the saints. Let's have a look at verses 11 and 12 again. Verse 11. And he, Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Why? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Jesus has gifted to the church specific people to fulfill particular roles. Paul seems to have in mind two foundational roles and two ongoing roles, but all of them involve teaching and instructing people about Jesus and his message. So apostles, those eyewitnesses of Jesus's life and ministry, who he himself commissioned to take his message to the world. Prophets, New Testament messengers, who first proclaimed the message from God about Jesus. Then evangelists, who then and now preach the good news about Jesus from the scriptures to those who don't know it. And fourthly, pastors and teachers, probably one role, think kind of hyphenated pastor-teacher. It's their job to shepherd and instruct the church as they follow Jesus. I focused on pastor-teachers, pastors, for simplicity. But notice the reason Christ gave these gifts to the church. Verse 12, he gave pastors to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Every Christian is a saint, and the pastor has a specific job to equip every Christian in the church, to train and prepare them to serve and minister to one another. I guess we could think of a pastor as a kind of general manager or CEO, where it's their job to manage the practical tasks and plan the outreach and do all the personal development planning. But Paul's suggesting a much more like a role, much more like coach or trainer. Their focus is not directly to grow the church, but to equip the church, training the members of the church so they can serve and grow the body. It means we're not after a, a kind of hotshot charismatic figure to inspire us to personal development. Instead, we want a pastor who will teach us, show us God's word so that we're prepared and equipped to serve each other. So a faithful pastor isn't so much asking, am I growing my church? Rather, they're asking, am I equipping my church? Am I sermons preparing people for serving? Makes sense then for the pastor to spend lots of their time in their study, faithfully praying for their church, and faithfully preparing to preach and teach. We don't want them inundated with administrative tasks. We want them to be focused on doing everything they can 
to equip the church. And it means we need a pastor who really will teach us, able to explain wonderful truths, but also willing and happy to say hard things that we need to hear. If they're equipping us to serve, that is going to involve stretching our thinking, challenging our beliefs and behaviors, and at times calling us to repent, which will be painful. We need them to be ready to teach us. What's this got to do with how we walk into church then? Well, I think the big thing is the same as what we saw in week one. We walk in or we log on ready to be equipped, expectant that we'll be stretched and prodded, helped and encouraged. So as I walk in or as I click the link, I want to be praying, Lord, today, help me to humbly listen to your voice. Help me to be equipped so I can live for you this week. I guess practically, it means we're going to want to fight distraction where we can. Ignoring the temptation to daydream or plan Monday's emails. Ignoring the temptation, if we're sat at home on Zoom, to be replying to loads of WhatsApp messages. Maybe that's just me. We want to be doing all that we can to aid the process of the pastor equipping the saints. How does the church grow? As the pastor equips the saints, so the saints build up the body. Let's read from verse 11. He gave pastors, verse 12, why? To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Uh, There's loads there, and we're going to look more properly at it at growth group in a couple of weeks' time. But the big picture is this. The church is equipped by its pastor, and then it builds itself up. It grows as it builds itself up. So it's all of us serving and speaking So all of us grow to be like Jesus. I've put a a who, a how, and to what end on the handout to help us. Who's involved in this? Well, verse 12, we've said the saints is the whole church. Verse 13, Paul says, until we all. And verse 16, the whole body, when each part is working. This is collective responsibility. All the saints, each one of us, pitching in to grow. Grace Church, Dulwich. I guess we could think it's all up to Simon and a select few to do the ministry. But Paul wants us to see we all have a part to play. Look at the beautiful picture in verse 16. How does the body grow? When each part is working properly. Every single one of us has a role to play. Now, hopefully you've had a chance to see our snazzy new website. It's a great example of someone in the church family using their gifts to serve the body. 
I actually made some temporary edits to it this week, to the people page. Hopefully you can see it at home. Here's my tweak on the screen. There's Simon looking sharp. And there we all are. The whole church family, ministers in the body. All of us key to the growth of the church. I think often we consider growth to be a kind of one directional thing where I help you to grow or you help me to grow like parent child or teacher pupil or mentoring. But Paul says in the church, everyone serves each other. And he uses the body as an illustration, each part needed, each part supporting the others. And if there's an injury or worse, a piece missing, we limp and we don't quite grow right. So who's involved? It's all of us. But how? Well, Paul gives two main ways for us to help the body grow, serving and speaking. There in verse 12, the work of ministry, it's literally works of service. There's so much that happens to make church function and grow. All sorts of works of service contribute to the building of the church. On Sunday morning, specifically, the rotors are full of ways to serve. From screen sharing and welcoming on Zoom to reading and PA and in normal times, tea and coffee that you long for the day will get back to that. And that's not to mention all the informal ways we can serve on a Sunday morning. Asking one another, how can I pray for you this week? Uh, Walking in and praying for the service and the preacher. Arriving early to say hi and help things start on time. Every one of us can be serving to build the church. And as I walk in or log in, I can be praying, Lord, how can I serve the body this morning? The other way for us to be growing each other is to speak. Verse 15, rather, speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Now, all sorts of conversations are going to be an encouragement to us. But Paul really wants us to talk about Jesus, the message of the gospel, the truth. Spoken in love, nothing will build us up like the truth of the gospel. Sometimes it will be wonderful words of encouragement that spur us on. Sometimes it will be hard words of rebuke and correction that bring us back to Jesus. When I sin and you call me to repent, reminding me of the forgiveness of my sins, one at the cross, that is balm to my weary, sinful heart. And it helps me turn back and look to Jesus again. And as you share your struggles with us, we can remind you there's grace from God to help you. Now, obviously, that can be done in all sorts of ways through the week on the phone, in growth groups, walking in the park. And if we're here in person, it's much harder as we follow government guidelines. But it is doable on Zoom. I've chatted to a few people who say some of the conversations they've had in breakout groups have been some of the joys of church life during COVID. Whether it's the simplicity of sharing a prayer request before logging off, before going off to sort out lunch, or the longer conversations about the sermon and that involve praying together there and then. 
and then in the future when we're all back to here back here again and we can all be speaking the truth in love over a cup of tea we'll grow so it's all of us serving and speaking but to what end verse 13 until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And verse 15, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. The aim of our growing, that Grace Church Dulwich, would look collectively more and more like Jesus. So as I serve and I speak on a Sunday morning, of course I want people to feel welcome. And I'd love it if after chatting to me, people feel happier and more joyful and they're encouraged. But much more, Paul wants me asking myself, how can I serve and speak the truth to help Andrew and Mary or Anne or Simon grow to be more like Jesus. Sometimes that will mean reminding them of great truths. Sometimes it might be a more awkward conversation as we talk about sin or something else that's confrontational perhaps. Because above all, we're not aiming for happiness, we're aiming for Christ-likeness. In him is found great joy and we want to be like him. So who, how, and to what end are we building? Well, it's all of us. Serving and speaking so all of us grow to be like Jesus. So we're not cruise ship passengers sitting back while Pastor Simon captains the ship. We're more like builders on a building site or a family on a mission. Picture a family mealtime, or better still, maybe you remember the days when we could have a church family lunch here. And some people would be rolling those huge round tables out from the back. Others would be out in the um, playground playing with the kids. Other people have popped home to get the food they've prepared. Some have brought treats from the shop. Andy's got the Pringles. Everybody is mucking in so that everyone is fed and served and built up. Everyone has a role to play. Everyone matters. And that's the picture Paul gives us. All of us serving and speaking. So all of us grow to be like Jesus together. So when it comes to our involvement in church, especially on a Sunday morning, we can't think, no, not me. I have nothing to offer. That's just not true. Everyone has a part to play in building the church. I guess we could think, okay, me, but I don't know how I can serve and I don't know what I can say. Why not ask a friend this week or your growth group leader for some advice? And I haven't checked, but I'm confident Vicky would love it if you rang her and said, look, Vicky, I'd like to serve the church family on a Sunday morning to help things grow, but I don't know what to do test that theory somebody please i'm sure she'll love it some of us though will be serving in all sorts of ways and speaking faithfully to one another about jesus regularly building the church 
well done. It's hard work. Thank you. Be encouraged. Press on. But it's possible some of us have got into bad habits because of COVID or for um, other reasons. And maybe we think, yeah, I know I've got a part to play, but. And whatever that but is, we need to have a rethink. Because otherwise, Grace Church Dulwich will limp without you. We need everyone Even if all you can muster is a lot of problems and stress on a Sunday morning, you sharing your struggles might just be the thing that helps the church to grow in a way we never have before. It's all of us serving and speaking. So all of us grow to be like Jesus together. As we consider then how we walk into church, the big thing for each of us to be asking ourselves and praying about, how can I help build the church? How can I serve and speak so that others grow? Ask yourself that, pray about it. We'll each have different ways of doing that with our varied gifts. But here are some practical thoughts I've had whilst preparing and chatting it with others. When you're here in person, obviously we're limited by not being able to mingle. But you can legally, as far as I can tell, you can legally talk to the staff team. So make the most of that. And you can chat amongst your family. Why not on the way home, ask your parent or your child, what's one thing you liked about church today? If you're young, enjoy putting your parent on the spot by asking them, what's one thing you enjoyed about church today, dad? How about setting up a a walk with someone for before or after church so that you can arrive on time or leave together? Also, whilst we can't speak or sing as we normally would, saying the confession and prayers clearly and loudly, but not too loudly because we're not allowed to shout, so that others can hear you joining in, that will encourage them. And there are ways as well that we can demonstrate to others what's going on in our hearts by using our bodies. We could display our dependence on the Lord by posturing or kneeling to confess and pray. We could demonstrate our reflection during the songs with our hands held out. Or we could demonstrate we're praising the Lord with our hearts by raising a hand. There are songs we can clap to. There are even actions sometimes that you can join in with to encourage others to do the same. You could dance to the Lord here in celebration of all he's done. But what about as I join online? Well, I quite often sit over there running the Zoom call from church and I love seeing people at home arrive and chat. So log in on time to wave and say hi. Then if you're up to it, Keep your camera on so that other people can see you're still there and engaging. I hope I don't embarrass anybody watching at home with this, but I tend to have Zoom on gallery view during the songs. And I always am encouraged when I see one or two people standing and really obviously belting out the songs at home. And I'm always hoping that the neighbours can really hear. Why not do that? 
I've mentioned staying for breakout groups. That's an obvious one, but not always possible. I'm sure there are loads of other things. Let me know if you think of anything. But as we close, with us split over two physical and one online service because of COVID, I think the big danger is that because we don't see each other, we forget we need each other. If Simon, just imagine what would happen if this were the turn of events. If Simon stopped preaching, if we stopped coming to church to be equipped and to encourage each other, if we stopped serving and stopped speaking the truth in love, what would happen? At Grace Church Dulwich, this body of believers, this family, we'd limp and then slowly but surely we'd shrivel up. At a time like this, it's tempting to fall into the trap of thinking the church is small and insignificant and they won't miss me. But God's building project is the biggest project in all the world. There's nothing bigger you could ever be involved in. And Paul says, and history proves that the church grows as pastors equip the saints and the saints build the body. So as all of us serve and speak, Grace Church Dulwich will grow to be more like Jesus. And increasingly, we will display God's wisdom and glory to the watching world. That will be wonderful. Let's pray together. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen.